Have you ever uh, vulcanized the whoopee stick in the ham wallet? Yeah, I mean, it was earlier today I did. <laughs> how about how about uh, how about how about uh, batter dipping the cranny axe in the gut locker? <laughs> well, you know, when I was younger, but not 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 a long time. How about uh, <laughs> how, how about how about cattle prodding the oyster ditch with a lap rocket? <laughs> What about marinating the nether rod in the squish mitten? Okay, now you're just getting ridiculous. <laughs> okay. One last one, though. Mm-hmm. And this this one maybe as you've done. Have you ever pressure washed the quiver bone in the bitch wrinkle? Uh, not since I gave up church. episode for you in the words of the brilliant poets who didn't know it salt and pepper let's talk about sex baby going all the way back to the origins of rock and roll the evil that surrounded it was largely based on the idea that somebody might have sex just because it feels good So me and my boy, Loose Cannon, we do what we do best here at Cobras and Fire, and that's dig deep into the matter. We get into the most sexually explicit songs of hard rock and heavy metal of the last, I don't know, fuck it, whatever, 30, 40 years. And by the end of it, you're going to be sweaty. You're going to need a towel and a cigarette and probably a shower. And if you're a man, you're probably going to fall asleep when we're done. But before we get into that, Luce and I would like to take a moment to thank one of our colleagues over at Decibel Geek, fellow writer Wally Norton and co-host of the soon-to-be-started Canadian Geeks with Beers Chat Metal podcast, who will be co-hosted with another Decibel Geek uh, alum, Rich the Meister Dylan. Uh, I guarantee you'll be needing to check that out when it comes out, and we'll make sure you're aware of it. But Wally is also a contributor to Huffington Post, and he was kind enough to mention us 
in uh, an article, he talked about the death of the radio and the rise of the podcast. You can find a link to that on our Facebook page, uh, at the Cobras and Fire Facebook page. So please check it out. It's a very good read. And Wally, thank you so much for including us uh, in, in your article. It's, uh, well, it just, it just makes us horny. And with that, we need time to get into this week's Cobra on Fire. Cobra's on fire! Cobra's. Rob Webb, congratulations. You are this week's Cobra on Fire. Thank you so much for taking time to share the episode. We look forward to your continued support of the show. Feel free to... Uh, Reach us, reach out to us on Facebook or whatever, you know, fucking text loose, you know. Anyway, thank you very much. And if you are uh, listening out there, you've got a minute and you like what you hear, uh, take a second and share it. And you, too, will eventually become a Cobra on Fire. We're going to get to everybody. So with that said, let's get right into it, people. Are you feeling it? So get your jerk socks out and get ready for a happy ending. We give you sex, sex, and rock and roll. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, along with the perpendicular Baco. How are you, sir? Oh, man, I am six to midnight, just like the music we're going to play today. Oh, yes. We, uh, you know, reach into your pocket, grab onto your rocket. We are going on a ride. Correct? <laughs> a lot of dicks. A lot of dicks going to be in this episode, man. Yeah, you thought that there is a we, – we, we've set a standard in podcast <laughs> you know, history of, of dick jokes per episode or mentions of taint for the last one. Mm-hmm. But we're going to we are going to exceed expectations with our episode that features songs that basically have to do uh, about fucking, right? <laughs> I like when Rob Kern told us that story. You know what this song is about? Fucking. <laughs> we just breaking down a rock and rock and roll over. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, telling his talk- wife like, uh, "Hey, Don, what song? Do you know what this song's about? Fucking. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what this episode's about, people? Fucking. So that's what we've got. That's what we got for you. We're gonna call this episode "Sex, Sex, and Rock and Roll." <laughs> Get rid of the drugs. You got room for more sex, and that's really what rock and roll is all about. I mean, come on, people. You, you got it's either power. Sex, partying, I and mean, that's the basic core of rock. Yes? Yeah, I mean, that's why it's made by ugly people. <laughs> Just like this podcast. Yeah, no doubt. So, so we've got, we got faces for radio, people. Or faces for podcast. So here's the, here's the deal. What we're going to do is we're going to take some of the most, let's just call them um, overt rock songs about sex. What do you think? Yeah, and you know, um, if it's all right, could we lead off with a personal story of my own experience writing uh, lyrics that may be somewhat suggestive in the penis into <laughs> is this vagina? Jesus, is this the Jesus Christ or song or pre? No, no, this is okay, uh, so this, this, this is me of, like before I even knew how to play guitar, writing lyrics in a notebook. Okay, you know, as a, so this is a little bit. This is a little bit of uh, uh, Jesus Christ or pre cum. Yeah, let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, in like 1983, 84, you know, whatever. I was in junior high, somewhere around that time. I had a little book that I had some written lyrics. And I, I don't know which one that my stepmom would have found 
She had a, the tendency of like going through my shit all the time, trying to find stuff. Are you kidding me? She went through your stuff, so she's found some some. some... She washed my winter coat all the time, looking for drugs. My winter coat was the <laughs> cleanest fucking coat in the world. This psycho. And in one day, she finally found model glue, which I was using for gluing models, and she accused me of sniffing glue. So we, we had wow. a kind of, whatever, we had a, a little bit of an abrasive relationship. But the point being is that, you know, she was already kind of gunning for me. Uh, and I had some very childish, overtly sexual lyrics that she surprisingly, when she talked to me about it, was kind of cool about. She wanted to just make sure that uh, I wasn't about to rape some woman or something. All I remember <laughs> was one of the songs is called Power Ram. And my little pre-pube... <laughs> pre-laid mine and it's like it, I, mean, I just I remember the line s- slamming in her with the power of a ram um, uh, power ram uh, as I grew older uh, I became much more progressive I, I don't really write about sex a lot in Jesus Chrysler uh, at least not in the uh, I'm gonna go out and fuck some hot stripper and yeah, you know, that right, kind of right. stuff but uh, but I was definitely in that mindset at that time so uh, that was, uh, you know, I, I clearly was aware of it. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's one of the reasons that, that drew me to, to so much of the, the 80s rock was just the, just, it, it's ridiculous. Like, I was just like, man, these guys do nothing <laughs> but get laid. My God! What, do they got nothing to talk about? I just remember those first, those interviews with, with, with Kiss, where the, you can do your best Paul, but basically, that's all we, that's all we knew. All we knew is, is banging. <laughs> so that's all we wrote about. That's all what we wrote. What am I going to write about, my butler? Yeah, I don't got nothing about I, if, uh, You know, we, and we had... Okay, <laughs> 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 It sounds like some cartoon Hey, 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 hey. I'm the ball on the show, okay? Well, listen. listen I'm going to just throw my, <laughs> throw my hat in the, ring, in, the, in the ring. And it's a very nice hat. It's a nice feather and everything. And I'm going to throw my, 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 my hat in there. And anyway, so... So you know, back in the day, we just knew about 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 girls and having sex, and and also about about room service. You know, getting some meals and, and eating. <laughs> but but the eating, the, the eating, I'm talking about that that that, that that's pussy. <laughs> so anyway, my, uh, when I say love gun, I'm actually talking about my penis. Oh yeah, that's right. My God, that's still the best kiss movie. <laughs> Role models, come on. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. It's the best. It was the biggest surprise when I watched that movie, too. I've mentioned this in a previous episode. Yeah. I had no idea going into that movie that it was going to have a kiss. Yeah, same here. They really didn't uh, feature it, and I didn't hear any news about it on, like, Blabbermouth or nothing. So Yeah, I'm sure. For some, I don't know who it is. I'm guessing uh, maybe Paul Rudd is the music fan because that, and then I think it was right after or, or two movies I after. I love you, man, that, with the Rush connection. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was the same kind that of thing. That was amazing. Like, I, it might be Judd Apatow. He's the one who put both those together. Yeah, either way, I mean, great. Yeah, you want to kick this off with an, a, a hugely uh, <laughs> uh, uh, overt song by by a band that, that definitely has those, but this one I think is their pinnacle, their peak boner song. Well, do you really think it's overt when you say, like, sink the pink, it's all in fashion, drink the drink, it's old-fashioned? <sighs> what is he gonna, Is he talking about drugging a chick and fucking her? I mean... Yeah, but I think that's pretty overt. Man, you, you used think? to get away with a lot more than you can now. I don't I mean, think. Yeah, was Brian Johnson in the women's march over the weekend? I don't. don't <laughs> a little pink old man. Hat. 
How would you like to hear that blasting on the speakers? <laughs> I mean, this this might be Trump's theme song. Oh, sink, the, sink the pink, grab him by the pussy. I mean, yeah. this is like the same the same thing. It's unbelievable. All right, so from the very, very underrated and underappreciated 1985 record, Fly on the Wall, here is ACDC with Sink Sink the, the Pink!
I'm not sure what I how I feel right now, Luce. Uh, are you sweating too? <laughs> I'm a little sweaty, you know. Uh, but but you, you had you had a good question about yeah. Is, about it, the is, song. The, is it the pink penis or the pink vagina? What's are you sinking the pink penis or is it just like they're both pink? We're sinking it. I. It's a bit of a, a brain boggler. I got to tell you, I, I've never, I've never, I've never thought of it too much. Contact the but, New York Times. Yes, yes. So, but we'll move forward and let's go to another '80s band that has, uh, I would say, a good amount of their songs are are about sex. All of them. <laughs> Pretty much, you know. And, and anybody that actually owns a uh, strip club, right? Isn't that was was a strip club or was it just a bar? Are what's, you talking about the, the cat house? There you go, the cat house. No, it wasn't. Right? Uh, Ricky Rockman broke this down. It wasn't even an, actually its own thing. They basically booked a club that was open, and they would call it the cat house for a couple nights a week. You know what? That, that there may be two different timelines that I'm confusing with that. It was a bar. Was a cat it, house it was a point. bar, but yeah, to okay. answer the question. Fair enough. But, yeah, I mean, we're talking about I think I might have been thinking about when they brought it back in the early 2000s, and that was just like a, a club night, you know. But. Yeah, so, you know, a similar story to your, your stepmom. I do remember when I was uh, – I, I would listen you to – You my stepmom? <laughs> a similar, similar story as far as moms getting in your in your uh, your business, looking, looking at your – you know, your <laughs> lyrics or your albums and stuff like that. And one of them was when I had uh, Wake Me When It's Over. And I remember my mom like the, the, picked up the cassette and she, and she goes, she said this out loud and then put it down and walked away. She goes, when there's a whip, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> and she just put it down and walked away. I'm like, yeah, okay. But like all the, all these songs on this album is pretty much just ridiculous over the top and well are you well on a side note are you like me can you remember the day you proudly dropped in the wasp song sex drive and your dad's cassette player in his car <laughs> no while he drove you, you to the birds oh yeah i was so happy it's like uh, my dad was an extremely tolerant man <laughs> that's good no i mean all this stuff's great <laughs> I, I do re- i do remember my no my, my earliest memory of of uh of, of offending, offending the the elders, you could say, would be when I. Uh, do you remember those old like diners that had like the jukeboxes on the tables? Sure, like, yeah. There's these little ones. It would have like twenty songs. Yeah, and I'd be like, be like "Why jukebox. isn't fuck like a beast by Wasp on here?" <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this one that was randomly. I don't know who was messing with the song selection, but it was this, this little dumpy diner, and we would go there and and. And it would have like you know like your top forty kind of stuff, and but but what once I had it had Kiss Lick It Up on there, and and then you know, it was my quarter, and I put it on there, and, and I was playing, and and you know I had no idea it was about oral sex or whatever like that. And my mom's just like never play this song again. <laughs> it was just j- jamming on there. It was like hey uh, pass the bacon for breakfast as we listen to Lick It Up <laughs> at the uh, the diner table. So yeah, everybody always hits that. Well, then she's like, she's far more tolerant than you're describing. If she didn't take your where there's a whip, there's a way. Uh, your uh, wake me when it's over cassette. No, but I, I did have because because basically my my uh, double cassette jam box that I'd, I'd be in our driveway playing basketball like all afternoon. Hey, how many had, times did you hold that over your head outside a girl you likes bedroom window? 
<laughs> That's a good point. That's a great image. But, playing, but no, I had... where there's I a had, whip, there's a way. I had one <laughs> version... <laughs> That movie That's gets a lot darker when you do that. <laughs> That's the way you serenade a lady. <laughs> that one. Come on, um, John Hughes. Get your head out of your ass. Let's play let's play some faster pussycat. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was that close. It was that song or uh the Peter Gabriel song. Last last minute change. I don't know if you saw if you saw the behind the scenes of say anything, but that's that's what happened. Last minute. Uh, guys, we're not gonna go with the faster pussycat track. <laughs> Cusack almost walked off because of <laughs> He walked off. Fuck that man. Pussycat all the way. FP hmm. I don't I, I'm pretty sure that's not true. But but yeah, so no, I did have one version though of, of like Guns N' Roses was one of the first uh, rock bands that I can recall that would just drop f bombs continuously. Mm-hmm. And it, the weird thing is like because it seemed like it was on all the time, but it's only on like like eight or nine times on like three or four songs or something. Right, but it seemed like a lot. Yeah, but it then, seemed though. like a crazy amount. Like you're right. listening to it, a Richard Pryor record and you're while your parents are asleep or something yeah yeah so i had so what i did is i uh on the the two cassettes what i i made a edited version of <laughs> what, uh, of that album and Nerd. what i would do is i would i would i would well i did it so i could jam it and my 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 parents I wouldn't be like what did you did it nerd okay anyway but i did but i can't believe i did that where i would just hit pause for like 1 second between tape 1 and tape 2 and that was my recording of the album without it be like uh uh, give me one of, give me the, one of the lines. Oh, easy. Like, it's so f- easy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> and your mom just thought you bought it so, at Walmart. So, so f- easy. Yeah, pretty much. I made my own Walmart version. I don't think they had – were they censored back then? You, uh, you I don't remember when it. they started doing that. Yeah, I don't yeah that, that was that would be the list. So back to but, your boombox in the driveway with the paused out F words. Yeah, well, that that that's pretty much the end of the story. That the, but slip on the tongue was one of them. I would I would listen to all the time. And and do you have the lyrics pulled up on this? this yeah, bad I do. Boy? Uh, paint. You want? What do you want me? Where do you want me to start? Just to the top here. Well, or? there's that there's that bridge. That bridge says. Uh, you can pick whatever you want. What, what do you What do you think? That's choice in the song. I don't know. I mean, this is uh, bury myself. The, yeah, go ahead. Go go. That the I got a psychopathic love that fits like a glove. My baby bucks like a bronco when I start to shove. And this is my favorite line on the entire, entire album. Get your get your feet up to your ears. Slam it home. Take me to Rome and watch me disappear.
get a more sexually overt band from that era other than the two we've probably played, right? I mean, uh, every song by ACDC is about a dick going into a hole of some kind. And Faster Pussycat's not too far behind, though. No, it's not. I mean, uh, the devil and she likes to sweet beaten dreams every day on the dehumanizing master. You know, that's a little little, little lyrics from, the, from where there's a whip, there's a way. I mean, but what you got? Yeah, um, well, hopefully something that can uh, hang in there with the borderline bestiality theme that we are, might be touching on. <laughs> Let's do it. You know Zodiac Mind Warp and the Love Reaction or whatever they're called? I do. I remember the song Prime Mover with the video with this silly, uh, terrible... Like, Excellent green screen off. effect, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that and the and the fact that... And I didn't know it until about a couple of years ago, but the fact that, that the song Feed My Frankenstein... Is a, uh, I knew seeing the, the lyrics in the uh, Hey Stupid album that said it said Alice Cooper slash Zodiac Mind Warp and I was, I was like what what does that even mean he's like but because it, it's their song so that's all I know about them but but I like the the stuff I've heard so go ahead um, well I'm a big fan of the record it's kind of one of those uh, hidden gems from that uh, era uh, it uh, was almost a song I played on one of the solo podcast a couple years ago but it, it didn't quite make the cut man but i gotcha i'm gonna get away from prime mover because that's only kind of about dicks and stuff uh <laughs> i'm gonna go into full on with uh they had a song called backseat education which uh talked about uh it's about fucking oh yeah in a backseat of a car i gotcha I so you, 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 you don't know that this was like a video that mtv you know dabbled with at least on headbangers ball never heard it no the only one i've ever seen is the prime mover that's it or heard yep all right well um let me give you a little taste of some of their choice lyrics here uh please do do, 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 come to church i'm the preacher jump in the motor let the kisses cascade i'm the love commando this is a raid if love is an art Baby, I'm surreal. With you by my side, can't keep my hands on the wheel. 
Unbuckle that strap. Jump in the back. Let's steam up the windows of my Cadillac. There you go. And by the way, give them credit because, like in 1987, um, seatbelts. Uh, you know, edu- we needed to be educated about the, the importance of wearing seatbelts. He clearly has a woman who has her seatbelt properly fastened in the passenger seat. And That's good. Did, did you ever get dragged to one of those defensive driving classes when you were uh, uh, did, got some tickets? Did you ever go to any of those? Or are you a good driver and never got caught? Oh, man. Yeah, I've never. <laughs> no. Apparently, you get more angry at bonkers houses than I do. So, <laughs> Well, I, I went to I went to defensive driving classes three times before I was twenty. I had my license uh, basically on different insurance and my parents, all that kind of stuff. I was a terrible driver. But anyways, when you would go to these, though, you realize how dumb you've been. <laughs> Do you to fuck get to somebody? These... What? This is this is the sex story, right? <laughs> no, it's not. I just <laughs> want to go with the the seat. I'm going with your seatbelt comment. Okay. The the fact that back back then, I still remember these classes that people would be like. Listen, you have to wear your seatbelt. It's going to help. And you'd have these people raising their hands go, that's bullshit. I don't need to wear my seatbelt. When I get into an accident, I'm just going to grip onto the steering wheel and save it. Or if I got my kid in the, there, I just I just whap my arm and hold him from going through the windshield. People got used to argue about the validity of, of the safety of a seatbelt. And this is less than, what, 20 years ago? It's ridiculous, Baco. It really is. I mean, um... I'm not a big fan of the the law. I, I, I'm not going to lie, but I've never claimed that it doesn't do anything. This is what these people would have. They would have arguments. Saying, it is this safer, is why and law. you should. But the problem I have with it is that, like in the winter time up here, you know, the coats are kind of bulky, and it's kind of a pain in the ass to run fucking up to the Super America up the street and have to spend almost as much time buckling your seatbelt as you do driving. Well, so let's buckle up some boners here. Buckling up got? the boners. What you got? Isn't it your pick? You didn't even play the song yet, motherfucker. Backseat education. You want to ride, baby? This is a special car, Church. I'm a preacher, jump in the mood like a Jesus caster, either I'm the love commando, that's not so great, the brothers and art, baby, I'm so real, with you by my side, can't keep my hands on the wheel, I'm about to land strap, jump in the back, let's see about the winners of my Cadillac, give a backseat education, Yeah. 
now that we've covered car safety, Luce, um, <laughs> what do you got? What kind of like? Let's strap in some boners. You know what? I think we're, I think we're about to to break to possibly alienate our entire audience and to definitely break Chris Sinzak if you listen to this episode. But I think we need to to have a complete rant and go back and forth about a song title that might be might exceed Sink the Pink hmm. and. And and it is some comedy gold, and that Why is the would song that, uh, set off uh, uh, our audience and possibly Chris Sinzak, the the Russian hacker. Why Why would it? Mm-hmm. I, I'm about to tell you. I think we are going to feature <laughs> the song "Something in Your Mouth" by Nickelback. All right, When we we've always had a pretty clean program here, Luz. We we've promised. At least I thought we were on a professional level that we were not going to use the N-word in a podcast. <laughs> the N-word being Nickelback. Yes, yeah, I think you're yeah. right. And let me, let me go into this. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you that that I think that the hate... I'm not telling you that Nickelback's a good band, but I'm just telling you that the hate for Nickelback is lazy. And I'll tell you what, but they're, they're, they're an easy target. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slow but, moving. Low hanging but fruit. there, there are many, many bands worse that are in that same kind of genre like I, <laughs> I, that I mentioned, like your Seether, Theory of a Dead Man, um, uh, the, the 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 list that you all say isn't that like a combined? Uh, yeah, Breaking Abel and Saving Benjamin. Yeah, just go on and on. And I will tell you, I will say right now, this loses probably all my credibility. There's a couple Nickelback songs I like. <laughs> A fly flew in my mouth. What were you saying? <clears throat> this song, this album, Dark Horse. I'm just going to read some of these titles to you, okay? So this is, you know. Oh my the, god! They're, real, but, uh, go ahead. My my wife's uh, extended family. Uh, they uh, have us over for Christmas. You know, I don't know, not every year, but enough. Um, and one of uh, her cousins got this CD, and this guy's like 48 at the time. Uh, right. Someone got him this CD when it came out, and he's like, "And the weird thing is that like this is one of those things that like I've now told the story so many times that it's become reality." Even though there's, he was excited about it. I don't remember what he actually said, but the way I tell the story every time is he opens it up and goes, "So wait," which is not a, <laughs> not at all what he said. But uh, he said something so in the vein. But I, I like so wait. Uh, so now he opened it up. I yeah. got gotcha. you. Gotta be somebody was the big ballad thing on there. So so you know, housewife, you know, number one gets this, brings it home, and says, "Oh, what? Are, let me let me let me hear some of these songs in here." Something in your mouth leads it off. Then you've got a song called "Shaking Hands," which is all about a uh, a stripper basically stealing mm-hmm. stealing money and and uh, shaking hands, being like, giving hand jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the song we call sex. it the Lake Street handshake here in the Twin Cities. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, There's a little, little, little stuff right there, and you know, a song called just S E X S. I I forget what the exact acronym is, but, but maybe you can come up with a funny one. But like every song here is ri- r- ridiculous, and that's where I think the big big clown fest about is, and the fact that this album was produced by Malang. I think it's a little lazy just to single them out. In fact, I will say this too: they even have a sense of humor. You ever watch? Uh, do you know who Jim Gaffigan is? 
Yeah, I do. Well, basically, they, there's this episode where where people go to jail for it's called the public uh, uh, public view or or whatever where they're condemned to prison. And it's him. It's Gilbert Godfrey. It's uh, a bunch of other people. But the entire band, the entire Nickelback band, is there all like you know. Like they're condemned to prison because of <laughs> public opinion. Public opinion jail. So the fact that they're even in there shows that at least they have a sense of humor about the Yeah, I think it's bags. a bit of a PR thing with them, though. I don't think they're in on the joke. I, I really <laughs> don't. Are. They've done a couple things like that. There, there's a, a funnier die video where uh, they, they allow some of the nasty things being said about them, read to them. I think it was about the maybe playing Thanksgiving or something like that. Oh, like like mean tweets, reading tweets. Yeah, something something like that. that. And it's one of those things where it's just like, hey, maybe we can change our image by showing people we have a sense of humor about it, which is a healthier way to approach it typically than uh, uh, you know getting offended and trying to to lash out at people. But honestly, the best way to handle this stuff is go away until people are ready to accept you. It's not like they haven't made the money. Um, because right. it will come back around. I mean, let's not forget, Poison was a fucking joke. Uh, Def right. Leppard was a, a punchline. All those bands that are now back, I mean, and, and now accepted, you know. It, it, just give it a break. Take 10 years off. Go do other stuff. And then come back. And you. But to try to maintain relevance by having a sense of humor. And that doesn't mean I disagree with you because I totally do. I think it's... I, th- my honestly, my biggest problem about people who poke fun at uh, uh, Nickelback is that it's it's, it's kind of cliche, and that goes back to your lazy point. And it's like the joke's been made, and it's about five or six years later. I mean, it's it, it's just not funny anymore. I guess is, is <clears> the only thing. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll and tell you what is funny. They're fucking great, and I love every song. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what's what's great is this line, and we'll go right into the song. You ready for the shit? Yep. But can you're I... so much, you're so much cooler when you never pull it out, cause you look so much cuter with something in your mouth.
sure about the money She could be with anybody, anybody ever Honey, what are you all alone? You're ripping up the dance floor You shake your ass around for everyone I love the way you dance with everybody And tease them all by sucking on your thumb You're so much cooler when you never pull it out Cause you look so much cuter with something She could be with anybody in a funny how the honey wanted you all alone. All right. Ready? Well, uh, can we uh that that's it for the nickelback, right? The N-word, we're done. So what song you got? Since I uh Oh man, I, I we gotta we gotta bomb. play a kiss tune, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Anything you want. I mean, doesn't fuck. matter, you can play come on, come on, love me. You can try something more extreme, like in the uh I kinda wanna maybe. do burn bitch burn because that song gets destroyed so much, but we can do better than that. You think so? What's better than that? I mean, that's got the log. I'm going to put my log (laughs) in your fireplace. Now, if you're listening at home, the log is Gene Simmons' penis, and the fireplace is somebody's vagina. Oh, 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 oh. I got got one. What what about, uh, look it up, the down, and then, 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 and uh, compares a woman's vagina to a hornet's nest, or is that a different? <laughs> ain't, ain't a cardinal sin, baby. Let me in, girl. I'm gonna treat you right. <laughs> in the moment of sin, baby. Let. Oh wait, did you just, did you just do that. Fuck. Uh, ain't a cardinal sin, baby. Let me in. And then didn't he talk about uh, wet dreams enough to make you? Oh yeah, night screams and wet dreams or something like that. Enough to yep. make you drool. Yeah, fire, fire for the fuel. Now we gotta look those up. Yeah, that's the song right there, man.
that's the one that, that that's definitely the, the sex song. I Why think. did that, he just write a song called My Dick? Like he took the demon and got rid of the demon and then he became like just the most misogynistic angry guy for a little bit in the early I, I got the lyrics up now. I uh, I forgot about the hornet's name. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Hornet You you wanna do the 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 uh um, beatnik poet again, or and now a little bit of Gene Simmons poetry. Hornet's nest, lay me down to rest. Ooh, I wanna shed my skin. I got the urge to merge. You're as cold as ice, baby. Won't you let me in? The urge to merge has got to be one of the m- money lines of of sex songs, right? Oh my God, the urge to merge. I mean, come on. I've totally forgot before we listened to that. They're like, because when I go through her, it's just like a hot knife. Do what, loose? If you hear the album version, he says through butter. If he ever plays it live, he just doesn't say butter, and he just walks away. You ever notice that? Yeah, it's because uh, if you li- because that's an amazing vocal on the album. Honestly, well, it goes through butter, and he does that long and, scream. Yeah, thing. but he just hits that ridiculously high note, and you Ooh, know, yeah. Oh, that's the best part. The best part of that song being is, is clean, the, living, never doing drugs or smoking or drinking uh, takes its toll on the the ability to sing a uh, song live. So, <laughs> well, all I know is that that's one of the reasons that song was so great is the two the two screams throughout it too. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, honestly, like I said, this is when Gene was still fucking Gene, man. Uh, when he could still convince people he was cooler than he really was. Yeah, no, it's it's good stuff. And but, it's uh, it's an amazing vocal track, honestly. Every every every, both him and Paul kill on "Lick It Up," but beyond yeah, that, no, they do. So you know, I, I think we're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna play it, but I just want to mm. give props to a song all the way back to 1969. Ooh, <laughs> sex year. Not, 69, man, and that is the Lemon Song. <laughs> by Led Zeppelin. And I'm just going to say, my boy, please play yeah, a clip or something like that. Yeah, they'll sue us if we play it. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, That'd be good for but, the show if we got sued by Zeppelin, though, don't you think? That would be. It'd be good publicity. Why not? Uh, but yeah, the whole squeeze me, baby, until the juice runs down my leg. The way you squeeze my lemon, I'm going to fall right out of the bed. It's pretty, it's pretty extreme for back then. I mean, you had to... I, I guess thought it was a then, song had, about a... Uh, 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 particularly poor automobile purchase <laughs> or just just an, just a recipe for making lemonade on a mm. hot summer day <laughs> that too with robert plant's penis and we got to get to the next one loose uh uh the, beyond beyond the historical significance of led zeppelin's lemon squeezing references mm-hmm. what you got you know i'm gonna go with some van halen i mean there's tons of songs obviously that you can throw out there, but one of the ice cream man, one of the ones that Jamie's you can crying. Keep going. Uh, I just was waiting for you to start, and then I interrupt. Yeah, I mean, basically just Main just Street. read Van Halen one and two, and <laughs> Main Street's not. No, that's no I, I think I think two of the three I mentioned were not. 
but no, one of them is we're going to go some some Van Hagar, and that is off of you know you want the ridiculously titled wildly considered the best lineup of Van Halen, by the way. By Rob Kern. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Rob Kern was the one who told me that, so it's a fact. Oh, uh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. So so anyway. Go see Cheat Trick this summer. <laughs> and for those that don't know who we're talking about, check out From Out of Nowhere. That's F-O-O-N also if you search for it. Great podcast. And also check out Loud, Drunk, and Angry, which is a weekly show on the – what's that network called? Uh, the Uncontrolled Noise Network. There you go, uncontrolled noise. So anyway, so Van Halen off the album OU812. The oh, last U812? Yeah, silliness. What was I mean, maybe you know more than me. What was the whole obsession with? I know 5150 is a code for when somebody's insane and it's also the name of the studio, but I mean, what was the whole thing? Like OU812, I ate one before you, something I like that. I never heard the OU812 story. So yeah, so the last track on the album, which is definitely the mo- the just the most rocking song on on this album, is called "Sucker in a Three Piece." It's a really good record, though. It is. No, I like this one a lot. I like this in Fifty One Fifty a lot. So, and I've actually. Um, Do you think it's more rocking than Black and Blue? It's as much. I think no. I think this one, the guitars are are, are uh, even more because a little yeah, more energy, the, I guess. Yeah. But Black and Blue is a great track too, absolutely. Um, and that could qualify. That could definitely qualify for this too. But this Honey, this qualifies. With you. Okay. The wetter, the better. That's, can I to, can I do this? I'm just trying to chime in with some lyrics that we're not going to play. The, the like, wetter, the better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The wetter, the better. Do it till we're black and blue. Better, do it till we're black and blue. Blue balls is not what he's talking about. No, he's talking about doing it so hard that he's bruising her. He's bruising the her. taints. <laughs> <laughs> Couple exactly. of chode bruisers. <laughs> chode bruisers. That was the original title, actually. <laughs> chode bruisers. I, I can't find nothing to write with chode bruiser. It's called Black and Blue. Oh, yeah, because Honey, I ain't through with you. Yeah. Oh God! So anyway, so this these are the lyrics that that make it uh, make it uh, definitely qualify it. Well, I definitely know them, but let's share them with the public. Yes, she's so fine. How about nine to ten scale? That's fine. It's very polite. With long legs, straight up to her lunch pail. Okay, so now we got we've gone from hornet's nest to lunch pail. Yeah. I have never heard uh, a vagina referred to as a hornet's nest or a lunch pail before. Uh, before I heard these songs, or and then after. The well, let me songs. ask you this, and maybe we should put this up as a poll on the uh, Cobras and Fire Facebook page. But if you were a vagina, what would you? What term would you prefer? Hornet's nest <laughs> <laughs> or lunch pail? Well, think about a hornet's nest. A hornet's nest is just nothing but but honey. I would rather be bees. a lunch pail. I'm just going to say <laughs> a lunch pail is. Yeah, lunch pills, you know, it's it, plus it's functional. You can you can you know exchange sandwiches in there. That's probably I mean, a really good exchange sandwich. You can have salami. Whatever, in there. you can have a side you can have a side you of chips. You can have sausage. <laughs> sausage sandwich. Cucumber. What, <laughs> what was the last thing you said? Bananas. <laughs> Whatever. All sorts of stuff in a lunch. <laughs> So the next, the next thing part is uh, sweet little wishbone. Don't want to break her in half. 
And the next part is licks me up one side and down the other. Always makes her laugh. Do the Eddie laugh. <laughs> and here's my favorite part. This is the part when I first heard it, when I was like 14 years old, I was like, yes, I'm liking this song. And that is that she takes me down, 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 to, the down to the bottom. I got, I got everything you wanted, give you everything you need, blah, 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 blah. But that's, 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 that's what makes it. Give so, you everything you need. The last 10 seconds of the entire album is, I said, go ahead and suck it all up right down to the last drop.
never been this low <laughs> yes yes so what you got what, what's what you got for the, the last song well there's one song i've been saving and it has to be the last song but before i tell you what it is i want to give you kind of a an eye hole peek <laughs> what's an eye hole <laughs> uh you know a little peek hole we're gonna look into the the mind of, of a glory a, hole a, a glory a, hole. we're gonna we're gonna peek through the glory hole and see, uh, uh, oh God, that's perfect. We're gonna see uh, a, a young Baco. Anyway, um, uh, apparently I, I've, I've I've never really been a whole lot different than I am now. Uh, but uh, a friend of mine and I uh, took this song, which, by the way, I had to order in European import, and it came in in green vinyl, and uh, I had to hide it from anybody, you know, because. This is one of those records that would have got taken from me. It was almost. Now, is this is this a sing, the single or the the album that you're going to? It's go into? a single. It was okay, a two sided okay. single, um, and it was almost folklore. Like, I, did this even really exist? And it's huh. the it's the Wasp song "Fuck Like a Beast." Now the whole story is all bullshit about it getting banned and and all that stuff. It was really just kind of a. A side thing, almost like that uh, Guns N' Roses live like a suicide deal, where it wasn't right. really what they they said it was. It was one of those it, things yeah. to kind of add a little steam to the the whole 
the story of the band. It's, it's, it's very clever what you could do back before the interwebs. Oh, no the, shit. And it was hype, very effective you know? because, man, when I right. saw this in a magazine article, I fucking had to get my stepmom again to write a check to send off to this company to mail me this record that I in no way could ever let her know that I had. And she also had the only <laughs> turntable in the house, only available on vinyl. I couldn't get it on cassette in the living room. So I could only listen to it when I was the only person in the house, which was not very often when you're fucking 14, you know? I, my, my, my stepbrother and stepsister couldn't be around or nothing, right? So it was like a pretty cherished item and it is you know it is so stupid anyway i had a buddy of mine uh he was more into like uh, skateboard punk music but uh we were both very into fucking with people and there was like a there was the store was called schultz's but it's just like target okay and okay. and, and and back then boom boxes you know were a very popular thing so imagine your little boom double cassette boom box this thing was the size of like you know three desktop computers it's a 42 inch fucking flat screen is is smaller than this thing and i recorded a tape that only had the chorus and by the way the song you'll hear it in a second it stops and he goes all right so i i recorded about a minute of blank space and just spliced just that line in every 30 seconds or so and I th- we threw it in this boom box cranked the volume and then walked you know to the other side of the store and just sat <laughs> and of course you got this little old woman who's running the jewelry <laughs> counter and the music <laughs> section and she hears this boom through this store and she walks over there and like looking to see who's yelling this <laughs> and it would be every 30 seconds. Yeah, and eventually, you know, like once she heard it again, she started hovering in one spot and she caught it before <laughs> too long. But you know what that's like for her? That was the same thing as like, you know, in the middle of the night when your your uh, smoke alarm goes out of batteries. Yeah. You're trying to, fig- you're trying to figure out which one is beeping. <laughs> and you're like running around. Except this one's just going. <laughs> my God. One of the proudest moments of my life. Uh, honest oh. to God. Uh, He's got. I shared that story with that friend of mine who now lives in Florida, actually not too far from where you used to live. Um, yeah. Um, uh, not too long ago. And, you know, because we only stay in touch through Facebook now. And he's almost immediately got back to me that he had forgotten all about that, shared that oh. story with everybody at work. and That's great. No, I love it. I love it. I, I, can, I can visualize the whole thing. It would be it'd drive, it'd drive me crazy. We're walking around the store but, uh, hiding with our skateboards and uh, just... Uh, what it, it was just a brilliant idea.
You don't mind if I roll over and take a nap right now, do you? <laughs> if that's how you feel. 